Do we have to say the date? Okay. Um, so this morning I was going to talk about six sinus syndrome, um, just because I like alliteration, and so I thought that six sinus syndrome would be a good way to start a 6 a.m. shift. <laughs> Any other 6 a.m. comments? Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so six sinus syndrome, really common, um, and it's something that we sort of see in the ED as sort of an oh, by the way, or we'll see patients that have already been diagnosed with that. Stop it, Sandy. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> At any rate, thank you. Um, so basically, sick sinus syndrome means, as it sounds, the sinus node becomes diseased for whatever reason. Um, we see this more commonly in the elderly with comorbidities, as you would think. But um, it can be kind of a combination of bradydysrhythmias, pauses, sinus arrest, as well as tachydysrhythmias. So it basically runs the gamut of slow to fast and everything in between. Um, the true definition of it is some version of a symptomatic dysrhythmia with um, documented dysrhythmia on, on an EKG, obviously. Um, so some of the symptoms that you'll be looking for are palpitations, fatigue, sort of nonspecific things, dyspnea and exertion, maybe sometimes chest discomfort. Uh, regardless, when you're working this up, so someone comes in, say they're elderly, say they may or may not have a history of, of cardiac disease, but they come in with sort of vague complaints, you put them on the monitor, you notice them to be pretty bradycardic. And then a little bit later, they're like 140 and they're an AFib. And then you look again a couple minutes later and then they're back in the bradycardic rhythm. That's sort of pathognomonic for six sinus syndrome. Um, so again, something that we can sometimes diagnose in the ED, especially if they have appropriate symptomatology that goes with that. Oftentimes, this is something that we send uh, as an outpatient follow-up with cardiology if we have some suspicion for that. Initially, if, if they're really bradycardic and they're symptomatic, oftentimes they're admitted. However, um, if they don't have a definitive diagnosis but you're suspicious, um, you'll obviously look at any reversible causes. Are they on beta blockers? Are they on calcium channel blockers? Are they on other antidysrhythmics? Do they have thyroid problems? Do they have any autoimmune disorders? Any other systemic illness that could cause um, any problems like that. Um, in 50% of cases, again, they alternate tachy and bradydysrhythmic bradydysrhythmias, um, and really they become symptomatic with the bradydysrhythmias if they again have other comorbidities like hypertension, so they need that pump pressure and rate to kind of get enough perfusion to the brain, to the heart, to the vital organs. Um, but also oftentimes they become symptomatic when they have failure of escape rhythm. So generally an escape junctional rhythm will kind of kick in if your heart rate drops too low, but if they fail, fail to have a junctional escape, then they may become symptomatic and you'll see that. Uh, because they have a heart rate of 40 and a 75-year-old, rarely is that going to be a normal finding. And rarely is that going to be asymptomatic. So in these people, history is key. Um, you want to establish a symptom-rhythm correlation. Um, my favorite term for the day is some people have chronotropic incompetence, meaning that uh, the people that will be symptomatic with uh, exertion or even normal levels of activity, they will kind of keep their heart rate of 40 when they're up and about versus when they're laying in bed. So chronotropic incompetence means that the node is unable to fire enough to get your heart rate up to account for activity. So again, many people get more exertional activity-related symptoms. So important things to kind of discern in the history. Um, you know, diagnosis is certainly sometimes made in the ED, more oftentimes made on a monitor, like event monitoring or Holter monitoring. Again, if they're so symptomatic that they can't go home, then they may get evaluated thoroughly enough in the hospital that they may end up with a pacemaker. But the final common pathway for people who are symptomatic without recurrent cause, excuse me, reversible cause, um, is going to be uh, pacemaker, permanent pacemaker placement. Another alliteration.
permanent pacemaker placement. All right, thank you. Any questions? All right, I'm turning the red button off.